I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. In the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Yeah. We're going to take a trip down to ding, the memory, ding, memory ding. road. What did you do last night, Jason? Oh, Andre Conoparo, Chris Stewart, make some noise. Hello. What I do? Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> last night we saw Guns N' Roses at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, we did. What That's does that have to do with a food podcast? Everything. It remains to be seen. Everything. Everything? It was everything and more everything. is what it was. Does um, $37 beers count as food? <sighs> that was a bummer. Because that's some, something That was right. even more expensive than normal Dodger games. Like, they even jacked it a little bit more. It was crazy. I don't know. I mean, th- that stadium was the worst. I spent, I spent $50 on Bud Light. Yep. And I, got, right. and I got four beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was, that's the best deal there. That was a good deal. That's the best deal there. ESPN did a story like two years ago, so I don't know if it's still accurate, but... When they did it, Dodger Stadium had the most expensive beer per ounce in all major sports in the country. Mm-hmm. All major stadiums, all major sports. No way. Top of the chops. They got to pay for that fancy new everything. Is there. it weird that I feel kind of proud about that? <laughs> a little. Uh, as an Angelina. Well, you don't usually go to baseball games, so it doesn't really affect you. But you it. like going to baseball games. I do. Um, I don't usually go to baseball games that much just because I'm, I prefer being a winning player at it than wow. a spectator. Yeah, that's true. Just it's being like really play. good at it like mm-hmm. when you're playing it yourself. Eating mm-hmm. the ball, catching the ball accurately. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I liked it. That's just, those are the things that you're trying to do in baseball. Those are the kind of things that yeah. you say where if I had more time to edit this... Yeah. I would edit, I would edit that out for okay. sure. That, yeah. like, that sentence mm-hmm. that you just said would That's totally be cut out. Yeah, it's, it's in there. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. That's fine. I understand. Um, so I mean, because of that, I, I wouldn't say that we're hungover. We're just a little beat up. We're a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a little sore. I, I think technically at, we're hungover. I got up at eight. Feel good. Probably had like four beers last night. Mm-hmm. Um, took the dog to the groomer. Returned some emails. Had a cob salad around ten. Feeling pretty good. It's early cob, okay, bro. Let's talk about cob salad at ten. That's early cob. Jeez just because there's eggs in it doesn't just mean you can have it at ten. No, that's not true. That's not true. It's okay. Sometimes you don't want the eggs and toast. Sometimes you want to start the day off with a nice hearty salad. Your health vibe is strong. I'm liking it. Thank you. Is cob a healthy salad? It's just because I think it it can and it it, it depends. It's not, the one I had this morning cheese. very much was. That's no good. cheese on this one. Typically, typically it's not a healthy salad. Yeah, cheese. But I'm saying. To eat a salad, even a cob salad, at mm-hmm. breakfast time instead of getting yeah. a burrito eggs or bacon eggs or, or yeah, yeah. whatever I, I, it may be. I had be. a breakfast burrito at that hour. It was great. You had a breakfast burrito? Sort of. Yeah, it was actually okay. I, a had, bad, go ahead. I, went, I had a pastrami burrito last night. You a bad man. At about one in the morning. You bad man. So for breakfast today, I had bulletproof coffee only. There you go. I get it. I was going to say, there's nothing worse than a bad breakfast burrito. Mm. It's like when you get a mediocre one, you're just like, it's not that hard, one. And two, it's like, it's not the healthiest thing. It's not the least healthy thing. But it's not like superfood. So you kind of, if you 
kill one, you're just like, and it wasn't good, you're just like, that was such a waste. Yeah, it was. Like when you eat at <clears throat> a Subway restaurant <laughs> on a road at trip. a Subway restaurant. When you eat at a Subway restaurant. And you've forgotten how bad it is, and then you're like, oh, right, these are terrible. I just need to smell it, and I immediately abort. I just oh, got outside that, that so smell, bizarre. the weird fake bread smell. You're like, this That's is, the only thing I like about Subway. I, that makes I me, love like, that smell. That makes me immediately abort. Like, I mean, you, you have to make such an effort to breathe the taste out of the vegetables that they put on those sandwiches like yeah. there's no worse tomato in the universe than the tomatoes that are served at subway that's true it's shocking for sure like i wonder if they come pre-sliced <laughs> they get, i wonder if they're real know. tomatoes they're it's, somewhere it's kind of like when yes you get a, a jack-in-a-box taco and they're 98 percent not meat yes the, the, the ground beef is 98 percent not meat yes yeah i feel like it's kind of the same thing for tomatoes and lettuce and cheese and meat and everything at yeah. subway I think I made eggs and rice last night when I got home. That was my mm. that was my pastrami burrito. That's why I woke up feeling okay. Right. I eggs had, and rice. There was just like not a lot in the dark fridge. meal. It was great. No, I mean I, I made like a little like a fried rice kind of you know, but lots of egg and I can just white imagine you clanking around in that kitchen after a yeah. nice night of guns and roses. The lady was really pleased. I was, I wanted to get something from Elf Layman last night when I went with you guys in the Uber. But I just somehow pulled it together and just went to bed. A couple cups of water. So smart. I'm extremely jealous up, of that. Felt good because I woke up this morning not feeling super <laughs> good about the the dining choices How did that it I made. Taste though, so good. It was fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 one of the best burritos you can eat yeah, ever, it's and it's also couldn't be further from a burrito. We've described it before, but describe it real quickly again. There's there's four ingredients in it. Pastrami, French fries, avocado, and <coughs> cheddar cheese. Perfect. And Brilliant. then you Great. just pour salsa all over it and munch it down. And what did Dan get? He got a plain cheese quesadilla and then fell asleep on <laughs> using it as a pillow. <laughs> well, El Flame is really good at sealing their burritos. I yeah. hate like mine. Would, mine would have been better. Well, a they for some reason they cooked the. It's not a scramby egg. Mine. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be like a. It was basically like a like a hard. It was over hard. It was mm-hmm. like the egg. The the yolk was terrible, yeah. and they didn't. I don't think they put any heat to the seam of the burrito at all. And they right. didn't touch any of the plancha. Yeah, does Elf Flame hit it on the plancha real quick? After <laughs> I think wrapped. so. No, they seal it right. Yeah, I've ever. I've ever cause yeah, the Elf so key. The Elf Flame, and you could you could cut the burrito in half with a butter knife, yeah, and it'll yeah. still come pull apart. Like a perfect cross section of, uh, you know, like an animal that you'd see in a biology class. They came to play. They're good at what they do. Mm. Well, um, we were speaking of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. We were, we were, yes. We were talking uh, talking about the old classic Hollywood haunt, r- haunt, hair metal haunt, the Rainbow Bar and Grill, which is like a classic restaurant bar right on the Sunset Strip that was very popular in the 80s. I think it was like very popular in the, the 80s. Welcome to the Jungle video even. Yeah, it's in multiple. It, they shot yeah. multiple videos at Action the Rainbow with Room. with a suitcase. Yeah. Cruising up from Indiana or whatever. So... I mean, it was a simpler time. They considered it their office. Mm-hmm. The old Rainbow Room. Yeah. Seven days a week. You find them in the back. And, uh, and Andre hit up the Rainbow Room for a sample of the old menus from the 80s. So we can truly know what was going on, and what they, was going down those gullets. And the nice people at the Rainbow were 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 nice enough to scan 
Take yeah, copies take of photos, the menu yeah. from the a straight up hard copy of the menu from the eighties. They scanned it and emailed it over to you. Shout out to Rain Room. Thank you so much. And there's some really good They're illustrations nice. on here. Maybe there. we'll post a pic of it or something. There's a, yeah, there's a, a dancing chicken leg. But yep. there's like a, there's there's like ten tattoo ideas on here that I would get. Oh, there's for like sure. A pot of spaghetti that has a rainbow going out of it or going into there's it. A I can't pickle decide. with goggles holding a toothpick, riding a hamburger with wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a thought. There's a hamburger wearing sand, like Tiva or Birkenstock style sandals with an apron on. The hamburger is wearing a French chef's hat and he is frying French fries, a basket of French fries over wow. an open flame. How tight? Okay, on it's the just, second page. It's wild. How tight is the sombrero with legs and a bullwhip next to Miguel's taco plate? Definitely, yeah, that's definitely the next tattoo. It's yeah. The sombrero has legs. So good. Yeah, I'm saying. It's like, like a sombrero with legs and bullwhip. The mm-hmm. only regular drawing is, I, don't, I think that the club sandwich is just a club sandwich. I don't think there's any. The, I look at the, there's like a silence as we all take in its glory. I've, I've specifically not looked at this closely because yeah, I wanted to do it right now for the first yeah. time. Like, I barely saw the, the pictures when they were sent over and emailed. It's a pretty straightforward menu, leaning on the Italian, I would say. Definitely yeah. leaning on Italian. There is something that's, it's all handwritten. Hand, no, the, so the things that are handwritten, 90% are the prices. Yes. Right. Which, by the way, listeners. It's we got, okay, very so strange. Rainbow dinners, crossed off as roast duckling. You've got London broil, <laughs> shrimp scampi, New York steak, top hat sirloin is crossed off, hot vegetable casserole, lobster tail, steak and lobster, Steak and scampi. Scramp. Scramp. And it's not that cheap. Uh, you know what? That's a funny thing. I thought it would be way cheaper, too, but I guess maybe the 80s wasn't that far gone. Like, we're, like mm-hmm. it seems so long ago, you think, like, hamburgers to- cost 10 cents. The steak and shrimp is seventeen ninety five. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still on Hollywood, though. I guess yeah, but it is on, on the strip. Like, yeah. that was... My favorite part so far is there's a minimum table charge of $1 per person. Oh, oh wow. yeah. For that coffee? Oh, yeah. Gotta at least have a coffee. You can't just sit there and not order. And my other favorite thing about it is at the at the very end, there's a crossed off section that just says frozen yogurt. Nope, not gonna be able to do that. And you could either get it a dollar fifty for two flavors of frozen yogurt, two dollars, and you could get your frozen yogurt with fruit, and for two dollars and fifty cents, you get frozen yogurt with liquor. Liqueur. Liqueur. They just pour liqueur on top, which is like the most kind of coke bender hair metal 80s thing you could do oh yeah espresso is expresso e-x-p-r-e-double-s-o hey we're not here to judge and you can do it a cappuccino no liquor for a buck 25 or a cappuccino royale there, for there, there you get are, like, drunk on your cap throwbacks on this menu like under the greenery section which is for salads written on there is cottage cheese and fresh fruit Yes. Like how many times was that ordered by anybody who was in a band ever? Yeah, who needs Maybe that? a girlfriend. Not to be sexist. Full pizza section. So they're doing pizzas. <laughs> smart. Smart. It is They've smart. got escargot. I feel like we're doing like the bar makeover show and we're going over the menu. Mm-hmm. Stuffed mushrooms and escargot under the befores, along with minestrone and clam chowder. Steamed clams. Sandwiches. You got the burger, steak sandwich. Rotary Club, Italian-style sausage and peppers, and grilled cheese. So, what do you guys think rainbow fries are? 
My mom asked the same question, and I said, delicious. Shout out to Jill. They Jill. Have a, the vegetarian entrees, which are sick. There's tofu Eduardo, the hunt, and Cardo's eggplant. There's just some really so bizarre weird, things right? happening back here. So the Rainbow Room, uh, the vegetarian entrees, tofu Eduardo, a saute of tofu, Swiss chard, and almonds, delicately prepared in arrowroot sauce with fine herbs. Doesn't exist. You can't order it. It's crossed out. Sorry. It's crossed out. Sorry. That's probably so gross. Uh, Lechandor. Sliced carrot and cucumber Chinese style tossed in butter and wine with bean sprouts and scallions served with garlic butter. What that is that dish? That don't make no sense. <laughs> what is that dish? That don't make no sense. That don't make no That's sense. crazy. It could be good. That sounds like serious, like... Like what I made last night. Yeah, like, so there's nothing in the fridge. It it's sounds just, like a uh, drunken fridge cleaner. Yeah, like I was forced into this. Like, mm-hmm. oh no. <laughs> You're forced into this. How about this? How about this? Check it out. Cardo's eggplant. A thick slice of eggplant smothered with avocado, mushrooms, alfalfa sprouts, sliced tomatoes covered with jack cheese, and cooked with our own marinara sauce with fresh pineapple. Thanks, Cardo. What? Cardo. That what? That stays. That's seven seven seventy five. That'd be seven fifty. Seven seventy five. Some things didn't age so well from the eighties. But uh, I feel like if we went to the Rainbow right now, the food would. I don't know. I don't want to. I mean, it was nice of them to give us this menu and stuff, but I don't think anyone ever goes there for the food. No, 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 no. And I think this is a reflect. This is like. This is not a knock on the Rainbow Room. This is just a a time capsule. Yeah, for sure. a, A place like. Sure. I'm sure some of this stuff was great, too. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. I mean, there will be jokes to be made about the 2000s oh, and the yeah. 2010s about, like, kale salads and, mm-hmm. you know, like... That's very it's true. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to avoid. But it's really fun to see. To think, like, the bands that, like, like Motorhead, Molly Crew, Guns N' Roses, Poison, like, any band, any hair metal Rat. band ever... Ozzy. ...was, like, eating this food... All the time in the 80s. And in the 60s, it was, you know, like, this is where John Lennon and the Doors hung out. Yeah, like, you know, like, this is such a, a, like, a, just a museum of music, of musicians, of the L.A. scene in its different incarnations. A museum? Of God bless music. the Rainbow Room. See why they, they slid on down to canners, too. Right? Mm-hmm. The kibitz. Well, so what, a meal that was... Confirmed delicious last weekend. Andre came through with the sous vide action. That's oh, right, yeah. and hit us with the sous vide brisket. Yes, that came out really good. Sous vide and smoked brisket. That was um, cooking while we were recording last week. Yeah, yeah. That's the right. first time, I think the first time I had somebody sous vide a brisket, it turned out not good. Interesting. I don't remember where it was, but you you really had it nailed. This, but it came from Serious Eats. There was like a whole article on doing this one dish, um, but it's sous vide for thirty six hours at one fifty five, and then it gets smoked on a barbecue at three hundred for three to four hours to get a little bark on there. Mm-hmm. Just and salt and pepper. Just salt and pepper. Salt only. and pepper during the sous vide, and so, then reapplying salt and pepper for the bark when you smoke it at the end. It was great. And it was just a real... Pro- it was right on the borderline between like a super Texas barbecue smoked brisket and then like a nice, nice succulent, Jewish, Jewish succulent. style. Yeah, yeah, braised. Mm-hmm. It came out best of both worlds. I was very happy. I mean, it was not as smoky as an obviously like 14-hour Franklin barbecue smoked brisket. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it but, wasn't as good as Franklin? <laughs> but, but considering like how low maintenance 
low, like low heavy lifting that dish is because you just the sous vide. All you're doing is replacing water as it evaporates over the day and a half. And the smoking, smoking something for three hours is really easy. You open up a beer with your friend in your yard and you just sit there and like check the temperature. And this and this like was smoked add. on a regular Weber grill and not yeah. an actual smoker smoker. So indirect charcoal setup indirect, and then you build a little foil tent for the wood chips. So they sit on top, oh. they smolder. Yeah. You reapply, um, you reapply charcoal as needed, and you reapply wood chips as they stop smoking. What kind of wood did you use? It was hickory. Mm-hmm. Hickory. Hickory. And you had the the very jazzy electric thermometer going on. Yeah, but that thing, I, I mean, I loved it. It was the first time using it. I bought it to do this because I really wanted to try and replicate it. Because the article is really in-depth, like everything on that website. It's amazing. <coughs> but he Excuse did me. like five briskets between 24 and 48 hours and between 135 degrees and 155 degrees. And he said his sweet spot he found over everything he did, or 160 degrees, was 36 hours or between 24 and 36 at 155. Mm-hmm. So he really went in and tried a lot of different stuff. I mean, I, I don't know why I would play with this too much. I was very happy with Leave it. Leave it to the press. But the Jazzy Thermometer was only 40 bucks off Amazon, and it's got two probes, one for internal temperature of the meat, and then one that's a clip that goes under the grate, so it suspends wow. a probe in the air, so it's not touching anything. So that's your ambient temperature mm-hmm. of, inside the dome. And then that goes to... Uh, a little box thermometer that, that is a transmitter. So then you got a, a second tiny little portable that's good to up to like 500 feet to carry with you so you can check it while you're playing Xbox and drinking beer with your friend Scott Mosier. Doing push-ups. Yeah, yeah. doing push-ups. I mean Great. push-ups. So it goes straight from the wire straight to the dam is what you're saying. Bingo. <laughs> and throwback. So you would just be looking at it and it would be like, okay, I want it at 300 and it dipped down to 280, so you'll put a coal or two on there exactly. as needed, exactly. bring it back up. <clears throat> and if it gets a little hot, then you start closing down the vents. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Restrict the airflow, cool that temperature down, which is mm-hmm. basically the only thing you can do. Sure. Unless you want to spray it with water, if you want a little spray bottle. Mm-hmm. But... And the, I guess yeah, the only risky. real downside to it is, is just the cost of buying a nice brisket. Yeah, I mean, that I, got, cheap. I didn't, I kind of like ran out of time because it takes so long and I wanted to do it for that Sunday. So I was like, shit, I just have to just go get one. Um, and I don't think, I called McCall's and they didn't have any on, on hand. So I got one from Whole Foods and, you know, it's like 11, 12 bucks a pound. It's yeah. not cheap. I mean, it's not 37 a pound for dry edge ribeye, but you also lose, I, I felt like I lost about 20% to mm-hmm. 25%. Um, of the actual weight once it cooked down. Mm-hmm. Um, Some shrinkage there. Definitely. But, I mean, so the five-pounder, say, was 60 bucks, and now that 60 bucks is four pounds. So whatever that is per person, it's not, yeah, not expensive it's not, to no, feed people with. But it is kind of like a chunk of change when you're like, That's, uh, how much? Fuck. I know. Right. It was there a special go. occasion. It was. Sure. It was. And 50, like, 50 bucks plus maybe another 30 for, like, because I did beans and coleslaw. Did Rancho Gordo beans mm-hmm. with a ham hock. And then coleslaw, white bread. I mean, eighty bucks to serve like five people and have leftovers and have it be that good. I mean, that's that's nothing. That was. Very and it could have served more than. Oh yeah, we 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 could have served well, eight people probably. We were disgusting pigs that day. We ate so much. It was great. <laughs> that it is, was great. I was only sad that I couldn't sample it with a little uh, with a little bourbon that you guys were doing. Yeah, that was bourbon that. Um, 
I guess one of the guys that Scott's worked with is from Kentucky, and I'd never seen seen uh, seen it before. And he brought a bottle back last time he visited his family, so it was nice. Very good. Can we give him a, a what quick? kind was it? Do you know? I don't know. I'll text Scott for the next pod, and or I'll, oh, I'll I take a picture. Now, Can we do a pro tip? Because last week's pod we didn't mention it. We had this delicious gin that you said it was really cheap. Oh yeah. What was that called? What is that? I have to look that up. Oh too, no, we not- suck at these things. <laughs> I say you have. I should have. Um, yeah. It's like a very delicious pine forward. Um, a lot of orange peel. Yeah. Um, that is at Silver Lake Wine for $35, and it has the greatest label ever because it's like a little silhouetted profile of a wizard with a bear looking onto the mountains. I guess anybody's Ooh. had St. George before. It's like yeah, a, it's, it's analogous it's to St. George, but it's time. not like the St. George is far more subtle and doesn't. What, what was this, the strong note? Like pine, pine, rosemary, pine. Pine. It was literally pine, yeah. And it was in a like great way. Big Sur. It felt. Like, it tasted like Big Sur. It was delicious. Oh, I like that. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, shout outs to our friends up in Big Sur. We're going through a tough time right now. Sorry, guys. Seriously. All kinds of fires going on. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to look at this gin and I can't find it. Yeah, that was a great segue. Well played, guys. I look at my phone for 10 seconds. Yeah. Somber. <laughs> I believe that one was arson, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it really was. It's just insane. Um, but yeah, so the to go back to the brisket, the thermometer was like, I can't believe I've never had one before, considering how cheap it was. I'd never looked into how much something like that would cost, and it was just so incredibly useful. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was great. Five stars. I can't wait till we really? smoke again. Dang. We will do it. I mean, it really. I mean, it, that's the one thing. It's like it takes so much guesswork out of what you're doing because when you're trying to keep something for four hours, some between two seventy five and three hundred is really hard. Really hard. I mean, just it to is. eyeball it. You know? See, I, I mean, those and, those people who are barbecue pit masters, yeah. like they're able to just look at it and put their hand in the in the barbecue right. and be like, oh, okay. And, and but that only comes with like oh I've been doing this for ten years right yeah and like every every week and there's things you're listening for even now. yeah I'm for sure, sure. so I feel yeah. like you hear that crackle yeah for real um but yeah I mean it's it's so important to get that temperature right and I've never seen an accurate thermometer built into anything like much less oh, like sure. even your oven in your house but like the thermometers you see put in barbecues it's just like never use that. Ever mm-hmm. don't ever go by that because it's never accurate. Yeah, I was watching some like a Alton Brown video, and he was saying like whenever if you if you get a like a gas grill or or something like that, like a home grill at Home Depot or whatever, the uh, the perfect place to stick your ambient temperature needle in is the hole that they drill to put in their thermometer. Like you just you build the barbecue. And the first thing you do is just take the thermometer out of that throw hole, it away, throw it, it away. A good one. Yeah, that and makes then, sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one could have been good, but by the time it hits your house, it's been jostled around and needs to be yeah. calibrated. And I don't know how you calibrate that thing. Yeah. You can and calibrate other thermometers. And, and it's the same for your home oven. Like the thermometer in your home oven, even if you have like a nice ball and biking range. Yeah. There's no way. Totally. You just go on Amazon and get a $10 oven thermometer that just sits in there that'll be... Every time. Accurate. Every time. That's what literally hangs in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get one for your fridge even if you can. Yeah, right? Ooh. Well, it's good. It's like I can... It's well, Food safe talk. Ooh, fridge thermometer. Especially in the summertime, you, if, you, if your house is hot, you want to like 
check out the vents of your fridge just like we do in restaurants. It's, you know, there's still like an air intake and it gets clogged up mm-hmm. with dust. And when it gets clogged up with dust, it's running inefficiently and things get really over hot and get really hot. Just like replacing the, uh, the air filter in your freaking car. Yeah, 100%. Just like the freaking car. That reminds filter. me of a story a friend was telling me a couple weeks ago. Speaking of for refrigerators on a hot day, he lives in New York. And he said during the, the, the dog days of summer, he keeps his garbage in the fridge. Damn. Because... It's so hot. Because it's so hot. And, like, you know, in, in New York, like, cockroaches and rats and mice are, yeah. like, a real problem that happens even if you have a nice, well-maintained, clean home. It's old buildings, something you can do Like, in, in here in L.A., like, I'm, I've, I don't have any cockroaches. I don't have any mice. Like, you, you, you rarely see it. You'll get some ants. you have to have, like, a filthy neighbor or something. That's about it. Right. You know? But on a hot, you know, it's, it's 90 degrees every day in the last month. <clears throat> You got some yogurt containers and some banana peels and some old chicken bones in your trash can for a yeah. week, and it's just marinating in there. Yeah, when I lived alone, the bugs get the bugs start coming. So he takes his garbage and then keeps it in his refrigerator it's until trash day. Freaking gnarly, which is disgusting. But desperate times. I mean, but he's not a <laughs> disgusting person. They but also, it's a bacteria. place. It's a. It, it keeps it so the food doesn't. Get hot and gross and bacteria moldy. Yeah, and then also it's literally a, a contained unit that that mice and cockroaches can't get into. Like you don't a want mouse will in. somehow get. You don't want them in. I'm not mad at that. You definitely no. don't want them. In. No, <laughs> it's a bold move. But this is coming from a guy who's like a you know uh, he he's like a successful, clean, responsible person. He's like I have to keep my garbage in the fucking <laughs> in the fucking fridge. That's I, terrible. I wish names could be named. Um, Shout out okay. to that man. Check this out. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find the gin on the Silver Lake Wine Shop. Shout out Silver Lake Wine, best wine shop in the world. Um, Sorry, Lou. Couldn't find the gin. Uh, Lou's close second. We like you, Lou, but mm-hmm. we all know you're not Silver Lake Wine. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So, for delivery, didn't even know this was an option. We offer same day delivery through the greater Los Angeles area with a purchase of $50 or more. 90026-90027-90039. Oh, I'm in there. $50 free delivery from Silver Lake Wine? What? That's crazy. How did, how did I never know this? Did, you know, did anybody else know this? I knew about... I heard somebody say that at Everson, their sister shop in Pasadena, which I go to more frequently than yeah, Silver yeah, Lake for Wine. Sure. And I've, I, I heard it, and it just went in one ear, not the other. I totally spaced it. 50 bucks or more free delivery. That's crazy. Yeah, as somebody, if you're like an alcoholic or if you don't have a car, <laughs> this is good. But they also, I mean, their 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 liquor selection is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not just the wine, and they have good. They're deals. hard booze, and the prices are great. Like mm-hmm. this is nuts. I'm gonna do that. Um, and that also reminds me of the the uh, the hot wine this summer, Vino Verde. Vino boom Verde. boom. Yeah. It's really uh, it's really popping right now. For for all the ween 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 heads is out there, is it the new rosé? Is it like what rosé was six months ago? I think it has become the new rosé. Ah, rosé cannot be overtaken. That's not going away. Yeah, you might be. Right. I don't. I personally. I mean, uh, yeah. it's 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 obviously you can't you can't say rosé is a actual actual trend because it's been around for centuries. It's been hot in that there's a there's, it's got its. But I mean, like last summer, rosé was just. I came out of nowhere, super yes. huge. Like you would, when you go to a wine store, you would see rosé, and they'd have a few bottles. Mm. And now, 
it's a quarter of the wine selection. It's so popular. Yeah, but that's true. Also, you know, it's like everything. People will get, kind of get sick of it, and and the Vino Verde kind of offers a little bit more of a crisp, not so sweet. It's lower alcohol, which is great. A little lower alcohol. It's affordable and too. It's, it's a little, always cheap. Uh, it's always cheap. It's it's mildly effervescent. Yeah, I love <laughs> just the slight the slight sparkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's probably my favorite aspect of that wine. Me too. Just that just that lightest touch of carbonation. And and but I'm a carbonation head. <laughs> you, you guys are, know that. Yeah, he's a soda streamer. You're a gas man. <laughs> don't get carbonation around me. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Chop it up. But but I don't remember. I mean, I'm not big into wine and keeping up with all of it but like i never really saw it until like the last year i mean it's definitely been around obviously it has been around but like i've never it hasn't been like a prominent thing on the on the yeah it was not on my radar until like literally maybe this year i'm not the biggest wine guy i do really love it but i mean i do look at wine lists and you don't see you didn't see vino verde on a wine list the way you do now Mm -hmm. it's ubiquitous i think it's just and i feel like that's a good thing it's just people are a lot more aware of it. I feel like, at least in this area, maybe I just I will just always knew about find it. people that I trust and I'll ask them. And somebody had just referred it to me. Yes, and that was a couple of years back. It, you know, and it was, and it, but then it, you know, I had it, and then I kind of forgot about it. It's true, I never saw it around, but enough. Well, it's it it stuck with me enough to where when it started coming around, I was very thankful. And it's also similar to the rosé. And the Vino Verde is the orange wine. That's, oh, right. That's, that seems to be kind of bubbling up a little bit. I as don't well. know about this, so you're gonna, just, you're gonna. I've heard it on other food. Let podcasts. me know about it. I've never had it. Um, I've had it a little bit. I mean, yeah, people are saying it's sort of the new. It's sort of the new rosé, but that's kind of been going around for a little while. I haven't really had it too much either. Is it literally orange in color? Um, yeah, we're getting there. I mean, I'm, I think it, I think it has something to do with like the, it's it's like the way a white wine doesn't have any skin contact, and then red wine does. Mm-hmm. I think the orange, kind of is finds, something in the process. Find somewhere in the middle where, it's uh, white fleshed grapes, that are left in contact with the skins, that can go from white to purple. Right for uh, for days, weeks, or months. Interesting to get the uh, the orange color and the tannins, but not to go the full way to have it be a red. Might have to pick some up from Silver Lake Wine, or even better, have some delivered. I don't know. Right now, <laughs> I don't know. Let's get fifty dollars worth of orange booze. I'm in. Fifty dollars worth of orange booze. booze. Give me that. Give me the orange booze. Lord mercy. So we've been uh, we've been drinking some other drinks as well. Some some Soylent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shout out Soylent. Nope. <laughs> I finally got to try it. Nope. Not gross. <laughs> Not gross. Tastes like kind of slightly thicker almond milk. It was actually shockingly pleasant. Uh, one, I mean, it is, it is, I guess, sort of the Tom's shoes of beverages in some ways. I suppose so, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it, it has some, the, some possibilities for humanitarian efforts. Like, you can... It's a meal that can be donated to a, you know, a land in need or a third world country or what's a the disaster sh- relief. What's the shelf zone. life? Is there a shelf life? There's got to be a shelf life. I mean, it's definitely shelf stable. It doesn't have to be refrigerated, and I think it'll last for a while. You know, a, years. Cu- yeah, I think yeah. a couple of years or something like that. I, think, huh, I wonder. Maybe more. Who knows? That's scary. But then, uh, 
another thing that I discovered that it has a great use for would be people who have had like an oral surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wisdom, oh, yeah. wisdom oh, yeah. teeth or a tonsil when removed or something only. like that. You can get that full meal. Didn't even think about that. Sun. That is or you good. You could add it to a smoothie. You could blend it with a banana. You could hit it with some chocolate syrup. You can you can dress it up. That's For sure. Show. It's just yeah. a base. I mean, I think they're coming out flavors soon. Oh yeah. They got the coffee one. That's oh, out that now. one. Is, yeah. Okay. I like this idea. The coffee soil. I think that's the popular one. Now. And you know, not to be gross, but a big conversation about the first version of Soylent, because I think this is like version three now or something like that. They keep refining it. <laughs> it like it caused a lot, of, a lot of farting. A lot of fatulence. Oh, Lord. And I didn't experience any of that when I drank my bottle. Zero. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, sometimes it's good for your body. No, I just mean, I think it was like they were saying like there was an abnormal amount in the first version. People were like, uh, yeah, is this, this normal? Is it supposed to happen like this? Mm-hmm. Which is funny because it's developed for people like are developed by programmers who sit in boxes with other programmers. Oh, Lord, and that's like, right. Could you just like imagine a perfect storm? Of very sad work days. But yeah, it was good. <laughs> with, with hot ambient room temperature oh, yeah. with all your gears All those servers, away. those wow. servers cooking. Real yeah. nice. We've, Sorry, I guys. feel like we've said the word ambient a lot on this podcast today. I like it kind of. Yeah. Okay. It was my word of the day on the calendar. Did Cheers. we talk about... Um, I don't have that. Did Maybe we talk about your Oslo trip, Andre? We did not. We did not. I feel like we should talk about that. <clears throat> we can talk about the Oslo trip. Although... I will say I didn't like I didn't go real food crazy. I was working. I had some great food, probably the best Indian meal I've ever had in my entire life. Um, best Indian meal of your life in Norway. Yeah, which I don't think. I mean, some of the things I read, a lot of the conversations were about how good the Indian food is. I mean, like, I don't know. Traditionally, without a real, real foundation of knowledge in it, Scandinavian Nordic food involves you know lots of fish. Mm-hmm. Fermentation. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, I should have in hindsight, but I didn't find, you know, the tasting menu and done one like truly Scandinavian meal. Um, but there was lots of kebabs, uh, lots of Middle Eastern food. Um, yeah, it was good. Some yeah. fermented shark molitas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, um, the like the city itself was so beautiful, and you see something. You see, it's a, a city that's so old but also so Scandinavianly modern at the same time. It's mm-hmm. these two kind of like what well, you would think non-complementary styles, and you see them in one place, and it's actually kind of just absolutely fantastic to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's it's a like wood, when right? people got, get the, the Sub-Zero fridge, but they put the, the wood panels over it to make it look nice and flush with the Completely. cabinetry. It actually kind of works. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, same kind of vibe. you're looking yeah. at... Five, six hundred year old cobbled streets and places that has this absolutely beautiful, beautiful, modern, contemporary designed yeah. Scandinavian. When you were there, did they have class. the thing where it stays cold, dark, or light for a lot longer than Yeah, normal? it stays light for a lot longer. That's so, just, what was, and what that was not, no, mm-hmm. I, it got dark around like, started to get dark like around 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. but it's a lot it gets a lot worse than that for sure i think i mean there's times where there's like only two hours of darkness yeah. three hours of darkness there when i was there it was the it was the opposite time so it was two or three hours of of sunlight a, a day really which is very metal that is yeah. so metal yeah if speaking it, of it metal, messes you up speaking of metal i like all my free time instead of food was spent trying to find um 
Norwegian black metal record stores and bars and spending as much time in them as possible. And that was completely rewarded and totally worth it. Oh, that's amazing. And the first one I went to, the first record shop... Um, Let's see if we can make this about food somehow. No, it's not about food. <laughs> the next five minutes is not going to be about food. Get in the ring. But the, first, the first one I went to, the record shop, it was so amazing. Like they, You had every black metal shirt you could ever imagine on the wall, 20, 30 years old. You know, you had like you have mayhem, you got Dark Throne, you've got Celtic Frost, Tyrakon, like every, everything you ever wanted. And so I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh, uh, how much is that shirt? And the girl looks up and just like, not for sale. I was like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Get out of here, you American. I was like, how about, how about that one? She's like, no. <laughs> I point like five shirts and she finds says like, no. She starts to get mad, right? And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Just wearing jeans and a t-shirt, and she's sizing me up for being a total basic bitch. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so then I go to a bar later, and I'm talking to the guys there, and it's like a black metal bar. Like, if you were to, like, make a fact, fake black metal bar for a TV show, this is what it looked like. It was mm-hmm. so perfect. It was so central casting. Central casting, baby. Beautiful. And so I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, I was like, yeah. He's, he's like, oh, you're visiting? What did you, you do today? I'm like, I went to Noseblood Records. He's like, oh. Yes, very good. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she, she wouldn't sell me anything. He's like, oh, it's museum. I'm like, what? He's like, it's museum. And I was like, ah. Oh. I just looked like the biggest asshole walking into like a black metal museum being like, how much for that one? I'll take two. Does it come in large? And it's just like, oh, it was so good. That was my favorite Oslo story. God damn. See, the only, only in Norway can you just be like, We're, we have a black metal t-shirt museum. Ugh, so dope. And, and somehow, uh, it's, and nothing is for sale, and somehow we uh, make enough money to keep the lights on. Oh, so it's so, government funded. So, yeah, we, we, got, we got a grant. Seriously. Um, I had a really amazing meal um, at the Opera House. That was very good. Uh, beef cheeks braised in like a like a berry, some kind of Scandinavian berry. berry. I was gonna say lingonberry, but I think that's like Swedish, right? So, yeah, hey, um, they're Nordic. Yeah, yeah. What's the most black meal meal that you had? A black metal meal that I had. Great question. Great question. No um, raw chicken. Seems to be a black metal. I don't know. I feel like when I had like the shawarmas, like it was just like it was such ubiquitous street food that that's probably what everybody ate. It was what, is the, what is the all-time ultimate, what's the most black metal meal you can have? A soup made out of your drummer's brains. We all know the answer <laughs> to that question. Come on, dude. So, yeah, the most black yeah. metal meal you can have is you have to murder one of your bandmates and then make a soup out of their brain. Yes. Yeah. Hands down. Okay. How are we even talking? You guys had to ask that question? <laughs> I feel, like, I go blood I feel like black metal people don't eat. Right. Yeah. I feel I, like they just, like, they would, like, yeah, they don't. Yeah, Jägermeister. Or it's like yeah, it's, just it's like the it's like, on toast. It's like that goat that I made at the Bel Campo camp, where it's like you just skewer a goat leg and put it over an open flame, and then just tear it off and eat it. No, 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 no. Pretty metal. You have to do the uh, the crucified goat. Yeah, yeah. The crucified goat on carcass. Yeah, yeah, on sure. two, yeah, two yeah. swords that are tied together with like a with some with a barbed wire. Bar- barbed wire. Yep. Oh no. So you make a cross oh, no. out of two swords <laughs> affixed with barbed wire. Yeah. And then the goat carcass stretched apart and then affixed to the swords with the extra barbed wire that you got. And you cook it for a really long time so, like, the flesh pulls back from, like, the jaw and the Mm -hmm. teeth, you know, like, where the goat looks like it's just screaming. Oh, Lord. 
You got to leave the fur on. Oh, for sure. You don't even you don't even dress the animal <laughs> or clean it. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no just cleaning cook it. it. You actually have to kill it. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, that's it. Eating alive. You have to goes, cook. So. No, 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 no. Cooked alive. Cooked, Cooked alive. Uh, yes. Cooked alive to death. <laughs> this is where this is where I step off the train. Oh, that's so brutal. Yeah, you have the Hawaiian luau pig where you bury it under yeah! underground. You bury it underground, but it's buried alive. God, I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah, we apologize for Ooh. all of this. But that is, without a doubt, the most black metal meal you can have, not involving human flesh. We went there, ladies and gentlemen. God, and we apologize, weird. ladies. Okay, I'm going to spitball real quick. I have a question. Yeah, shoot, baby. Shoot, baby. To all people, mostly you guys. We're thinking about... Uh, We're the only people that can hear you right now. <laughs> kind of not you know in the future this will be yeah anyway um so we're thinking about switching from we're gonna switch from bottles to something we we the plan had been uh just soda on like on a soda gun so and right then, now all of your all of the drinks at your restaurant are yeah, bottled. bottles either you have like mexican coke mexican sprite topo chico smart topo. water and then diet coke in a can smart water interesting oh smart yeah. water like bottled water bottle water yeah bottle water. Minute, yeah, yeah. You didn't say vitamin water. Never mind. No, no. Well, well, that'd be kind of sick um, because I'm hungover right now, so that sounds really <laughs> good. Um, mm, smart we're water. thinking about just going all cans, mm-hmm. aside from maybe sourcing a water, mm-hmm. but you know, the claw. Oh, yeah. Uh, thinking about a Hanson. Mm, mandarin lime. Or mandarin At least, orange. yeah, a whole bunch. Because they make a root beer. They make a vanilla cola. They have the mandarin. They got the diets. They got black cherry. I'm trying to think if you guys can think of are any you, other. Are you what about not going to do like, Coke Zeros, Sprites? You're not going to do. No, you're not going be, that route because well, the whole deal. Why we have the bottles? It's not nicer. It's just better for you. It's just like you know, real right. sugar, not sure, not as as, as junky. Yeah, so we you have can diet do Coke, anything, but junky. I feel like it, I, was, I was wondering if you guys knew of any other, you know, healthier options. Sure, I can. I, I can't think of anything. Those Hansons and like Aqua. It's not. It's not a, uh, a soda, but the Spindrift cans that they sell at Trader Joe's, it's like there's the cucumber spritzer. It's kind of mm. like La Croix, but a little different. And there's the grapefruit spritzer, a watermelon spritzer, and like uh, a cherry lime or something like that. Better than La Croix? I think so. But mm. it's 10%. So La Croix is zero calorie, right? It's all flavoring. Yeah. So the flavoring in these is it's 10% real fruit juice. Sick. So it's like, I don't know, it's like 15 calories Sort of like or a something. San Pei. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like similar, you know. It's not sweet. It's got a little hint of it. Um, I like those a lot. Yeah, I think I think the look the Lacroix is about to be is about to be done. I think I think the trend for the Lacroix is phasing out I w- soon. I will always love it, but I will always say too that you can taste that it's like not natural season flavoring in it. The only and one I really me, it love it doesn't taste. And maybe I don't mind uh, this, maybe kombucha tap, Stewie? No, no oh, taps. Yeah. Too hard to do a tap. Just it's, kidding. It's a yeah. The, so you yeah. got? Why do you guys want to go cans? Just refilling people's drinks is going to be a log jam. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, as opposed to the, to the bottles. Oh, the space storage. Just the storage pain. for the it's bottles. Expected. They're expensive for both parties, for us and for the consumer. Yeah. Um, so like, but like mostly in, storage in the beer world. Pain. Every, a lot of people are switching over to cans because of it's cheaper yeah, for shipping. So You're able to stack it and and kind of tumble it around on top of each other. You don't have to be so precious with it. And I think so. Maybe it'll that trend will happen for sodas as well. The sun isn't going to affect, or light isn't going to affect uh, the can beer as much as as it would affect a, a glass bottle. Mm-hmm. That's a that's another big one. But yeah, mostly it's just. 
sheer weight because you're paying for it and it's like it's, it's added in the price i mean that's why it recycles yeah and then and you get the little so recycling guy yeah that's a thing yeah but though the other one i was thinking is like there's a there's a lot of canned coffees options now like even like a pre-made latte things like that oh really yeah i like the i see that i like the stunt towns they're getting better bottled cold brew yeah but i see this bottle uh i can brother Need the can. And, and, uh, oh, this whole conversation is about can, can going from bottles to cans. Cans only. Got it. And for some reason, I, the the bottle, uh, Stumptown is still that hyper, uh, that concentrate, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I never really understood why I couldn't sell something that's just like, ready to drink, just straight out of the bottle. Like, I don't want to have to add ice or add milk or cut it with water. It seems like, why don't you do that? You yes. Know? So with the can, for some reason, the cans are coming out. Like good to go and more palatable. Mm-hmm. And I think we'd sell a lot of canned coffee. Sure. If people come for lunch, you know, boom, bam. I'm with it. I'll be good. All right, ladies. It's time for the best thing we ate all week. Okay. I could start things off. I mean, I would. I would say number. I'm gonna. Go, I got. I got two. Number one is gonna be Andre's brisket. Grazie. That was uh, mainly the fat. Yes, absolutely. That was, that's one thing. Like when when you have an aversion to fat, like you try to avoid it or don't eat it. There's just there's just no point. No, it's just it's there's no it's just not right. Like if you're gonna do, it's just like getting diet or like low fat cheese or like yeah. getting like non fat milk like. It, it's just dumb. There's no reason to do it. You got to go whole hog. If you're going to eat brisket, it's like a, you can't have one without the other. You need the yin and the yang. You need, like the brisket a lot of times can be a little on the dry side, the lean side. Yeah. And then the fat is the moisture and the flavor. I think, I mean, it's just, if you're if you're trying to eat healthy brisket, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just intrinsically... A meal that's not meant to be eaten as bland as possible. Mm-hmm. That just don't make no sense. Yeah, if you, you know if, what I mean? if you want to have, if you want to have five ounces of brisket, it should be two and a half ounces of fat, two and a half ounces of brisket. The, so the recipe is thirty six hours to sous vide, right? So I spent two days eating healthy in preparation for the like <laughs> the massacre. Two days that, of soylent. Yeah, that, for the massacre that took place on that Sunday, I knew I was going to eat a lot. I knew I was going to not like trim fat. I was like, just you know, but mm-hmm. and I got excited. It was fun, and then I also didn't feel horrible mentally or physically because I kind of pre-gamed. It's like going to a Guns N' Roses concert and not drinking beers. Yeah, or, nobody does that. It's like going to a bowling alley and not drinking beers. Yeah, it's like going to a Dodger yeah. game and not. I don't have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that would be number one. And then it's uh, like going to the library on a Tuesday and not drinking <laughs> beer. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like driving to work without <laughs> drinking beer. Podcasting. Uh, <laughs> really? Um, and then number two was I. I had a. A friend of mine had like a little barbecue, and I went over to their house last Sunday, and like they were making all these hot dogs, and there was like summer things like chips and and some like fruit and drinking wine. It was a whole nice thing, and I, I drank a good amount of wine, Yeep. and then I went home, woke up not feeling so good, and then I opened my fridge for lunch, and I remembered that they had given me. A quarter of a watermelon wrapped in plastic, 
that I had just chilling in the fridge. And I just literally, it was, you know, super hot, bit hungover, and then just eating just straight up only a quarter of a watermelon. Very and, nice. And it was like the most refreshing, hitting the spot yeah, when thing. Ripe and the texture. When you have a really gone. good quality ass watermelon. I've mm. really had like a renaissance considering how I've lived 15 years in Los Angeles of hitting the Mexican fruit stands mm-hmm. and just getting watermelon and mango with lime and yeah. and salt. Like I've been doing, I, I mean, I probably didn't do it for, once for a couple of years and now I've been doing it like twice a week where oh, I'm just really? like, there's one, I'm going to pull over. And it does that thing too where it's like, it's such a great in-between meal snack where you keep yourself from being hungry and maybe eating something that is not tight. It's such right, a right. refreshing, delicious thing just to be cruising around eating watermelon. Yeah. It's snack, amazing. Snack on that while you're popping around town instead of like, I'm going to go home and just like eat, eat, a, chips. eat a block of cheese or oh, yeah, yeah. have some chips. Guys, no. Hmm? All right, Sui, what about you? Hey. Best team in the building. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with the, whatever this means, Detroit-style pizza hmm. at Unit 120. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, reminds me of like well done Little Caesars pan pan. Hmm. Bum, bum. But I don't know. I never really heard of Detroit style. But I guess it's a thing. So but that's how they market it. Mm hmm. 120? What is 120? You know, 120? It's the space that Amboy is inside of. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, For sure. That's the incubator. So yeah, in yeah. the evenings on Monday, I think it starts at five. Maybe six, and I think they sold out in like two hours. Let's go tops. Monday. It's fantastic. It's I want to try it. I do like split pizza. It's very filling. I just had yeah. one slice. It came with, I got a, a regular size pizza. I brought it back to the restaurant, and, and, and all, so it's no like, one could handle more than one slice. Yeah. So it's somewhere between a deep dish and a Little Caesars yeah. pan pizza. Because it's so filling. Like a Little Caesars pan pizza, you could just crush a few slices. And it's like a, in a square like in baking a, dish. Uh, Rectilinear. Super crispy edges. Baking dish. Super crispy edges. Uh, really well laid out pepperoni. Just like just yeah. fanned just so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a lot of uh, sliced. Sauce? More or less raw garlic. Sauce is like a great uh, oregano-y red sauce mm-hmm. with in between the sauce and the cheese. <clears throat> it was a light amount of cheese, which was nice. In between the sauce and the cheese was the sliced garlic, like gobs of it, which I didn't, I didn't see coming. Hmm. Like Just like Goodfellas style razor blade garlic slices? Yeah. That might be the elevated it was version. Really freaking good. Maybe not. Maybe it's standard. Nice. Sounds like an elevated though. touch for Detroit So that's pizza. Mondays at, at Unit 120 in Chinatown. Yeah, unless LA. they've switched it because now they started doing burgers. The no, Z's concept. No. But uh, I would check the gram. But I'm almost certain. Maybe yeah. it's killing it. To, so much to the point where it's like, you should just sell pizzas out of there, Alvin. It's really, really good. Because mm-hmm. there's no pizza in Chinatown. Like, there's no, you know, we did burgers. So it wasn't like a burger spot like that. Jago had a burger. We have a burger. Now Easy's is going to be there for four months. <clears throat> Doing a no whole or vibe too, like a super gourmet looking, interesting burger, which I'm gonna try soon. Mm-hmm. Not me. Open from eleven to four. Not I'm you. Burn it down. Don't do that. Andre, best thing you had all week. This is gonna be a shocker <clears throat> because it came from Lillabombs. Triscuits. Oh, okay. Which Lil is Bums. not my favorite restaurant in LA. No. Sure. It's three blocks from my house, which to me instantly makes it a better restaurant than for somebody else to drive. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't been in a while, and I think 
I don't think the food's bad. I think it just it seems to get a lot of undeserved attention. I think it's just totally fine. Yeah, and the price is not not stoked on the price. But I went there for lunch, had an amazing albacore and gem lettuce salad. Must be nice. Um, Albacore gem lettuce. It was like thirteen dollars. Probably at least a third of a pound, if not more, of grilled albacore that was cooked perfectly, seasoned perfectly, delicious. Damn. Um, And it was just really nice. And a friend had a kale Caesar that was like. I know that's whatever. Ugh. A good kale Caesar is a good kale Caesar, and it was excellent. And it was, like it chew. was like, and it was like, it's for you. Well, <clears throat> they'd take all the ribs out of the kale, which yeah. is standard if you're going to do it. I mean, everybody should do that, but not everybody does. Yeah, it was massaged. It was like, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Threads, and you know, it was it wasn't too busy in there. And the the one thing about Little Doms I have always liked is I really like the interior and the exterior. Like it's a really nice patio to sit on, and the interior, they've got great booze. It's really well designed. The lighting's really well designed. The bar's it, beautiful. It'll date spot. So and television's the, John Hamm goes there frequently. The, there you the go. The deli next door is really good. I like the sandwiches. The, I think the deli's super underrated. It's great. And the pro tip at the deli is that they, serve, they sell their fresh pasta. Yeah, that's right. By the order, $2 per serving, and the serving is absolutely a full serving for somebody so you can go and they usually have fettuccine and they usually have spaghetti you can go there and get fresh pasta from little doms for five for ten dollars mm-hmm. i mean and you're just you're in and out like in 30 seconds like oh yeah here you go yeah, let me just get that a hand tight. a handful it's of that so fresh nice. pasta go home it takes two minutes to cook and then yeah. boom i think i remember their focaccia being really good they change it up mm-hmm. there's whatever the toppings mm-hmm. are they always it's have excellent. a uh, cold fried chicken sandwich you can get there it's very good so albacore oh, yeah. butter lettuce, that's nice. That's 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 a little uh, what's that tender greensy kind of feel. Yeah, it was, albacore. but a really good a good version of that kind of lunch. If tender greens wasn't bad, right? It's tender greens has a nice right mashed potato though. Nice I'm all right with tender potato. greens. Like chicken and mashed potato is my jam. I'm not gonna bring somebody who's visiting out of town to tender greens <laughs> but if somebody said you want to go there for lunch you'd be like yeah it's a work lunch that's fine. Stitch, i'll close yeah. out with a nice tender greens story that happened to me last week i went there with nikki who i do my other podcast tall tales it's with. the agreement nj yes she if you follow her on snapchat you may have already seen this but we were sitting next to this this woman she was a little kooky and she, I and she, I noticed that she had a water like a cup of water and it had a bunch of green stuff floating on top and I was like, "What are you? What are you? What are you drinking over there?" I, I just asked her, and she's like, "Oh, like I asked for my water with like mint leaves because I like to have mint in my water, like a nice little refreshing kick." But they misunderstood what she was trying to do, and they just they have like a little herb blend, which is a little bit of mint cilantro and green onions that they'll like hit on top of stuff <laughs> so there is a, a plastic water 16 ounce water cup with about two inches of mainly green onions just floating <laughs> in it and i was like are you drinking green onion water and she's like yeah and she told me the whole story and then she like got a phone call got up out of her table left her bag there and all of her stuff and went outside to take this phone call so then i went over to her table Stuck my straw in it and drank it just to see what it was like. Did you do like the bartender's check where you put your finger on the end of the straw and pulled it out? Or you took a full sipper. Full sipper. Oh, all right. Wow. And it and all it was all green onion. A green onion went through the straw into my mouth. Oh. So I drank a stranger's green onion water. That is a great story. I'm a full adult man. 
So will you? This is something you're going to fix at home. Uh, green onion water. I think. If it was hot, like a hot broth, it would mm-hmm. be like a nice little green onion consomme. Consomme. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice way to to uh, amuse the bouche. But uh, but a room temperature green meal. onion water, I'm gonna say one star on Yelp for that. So, Jesus. what will I do next week? God only knows. Hot take. Hot take, baby. <laughs> Uh, you could go to the stewpodcast.com where all the episodes live. We are on iTunes. You probably are listening to it on iTunes right now because you are tight. So if you know somebody who likes food and podcasting and us, and you aren't just our moms, Jill or Karen, please yes. tell a friend. Hi, Give mommy. us a nice rating and review on there because it helps us out. Yep. We're better than all the other food podcasts, so everyone <laughs> else needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, and we're working on some guests, people. Don't worry. We don't need any guests. We are working on some guests. And if you're listening to this today on Saturday morning, you can go to Tenants of the Trees, Tenants of right. the Trees, and I'll be uh, I'll be DJing a barbecue event there. Uh, you can just look at it online. I'll probably post a flyer on my social media. But it's like ten dollars, and you get a full plate of barbecue, like smoked brisket and some other sides that the uh, Chris Morningstar, famous chef man, is going to be cooking. I'll be DJing. Alcohol, and I think I'm going to play around like six, six to eight or so. Brap. So come, uh, come say hi and do that if you want. If you want a roofie in the drink, it's also the right place to oh be. Boy. I'll be across the street at Gelson's eating a sandwich, as you all know. Yeah, I'm going to bring your own beverage. Follow me on social media at them jeans. Honor Connor has no social media. Don't you could it. follow Chris at Instagram at Stewie Stewart. Yes. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 Yeah.